Hey guys, I'm Heather and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why, the, why? I mean, like, you haven't even read the list. You're like, Heather. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What I, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility <sighs> when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And (laughs) and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome back to the Music List Podcast, where we are siblings that argue while making music lists. That's the stick. That's what we do. And I am... Uh, Ben with me are my sisters, Beth and Heather. Uh, This one is, uh, the the episode today is country story ballads. You know, ballads, a lot of times when we think of ballads, we think like love songs a lot of times. Like if you do like power ballads, those are almost all going to be like love songs. But country story ballads tell a story and country is known for really telling great stories through song and so we thought this would be a really really fun episode and it just happens to be i probably enjoy the wide range of country from like even 50s country to not so much modern country i would say to about mid 2000s or so i really enjoyed it and then it kind of turned into redneck pop for the most part but um i probably have the largest range of country music that I enjoy listening to just because I enjoy that genre of music. This is this is one that's kind of in in my wheelhouse, so I'm I'm gonna take this one personally, just <laughs> just so you guys know ahead of time. And that's a threat. Um it's yeah. it's it's not a threat, it's just <laughs> a truism. <laughs> so um but really I don't know of another genre that tells a story the way that that country does, you know. And I don't know there are, now. There are some great songs that tell a story that are not country songs, but it seems like per capita, country's got the the goods on this particular genre. I mean, <clears throat> Marty Robbins had a had a whole album mm-hmm. of just gunfighter ballads, mm-hmm. you know. So this is something and and they are more likely than rock or pop to have concept albums. Mm-hmm. You know, country concept albums are more prevalent in, in country music than they are in any other genre, which means the whole album is telling a story a lot of times. Redheaded Stranger is one that comes to mind mm-hmm. uh, by Willie Nelson. So w- what about, you? did you guys, when you were making your list, did did y'all notice that? Because I mean, Beth, like you, you listened to country heavily, yeah, um, in the nineties through the early two thousands. Anyway, I would say probably. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I, I would imagine that your list probably has a nineties two thousands flavor to it. Indeed, that is the only flavor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I was looking at it and I was like, mm, let me look up the years on these. So my list spans from 1990 to 2002. And that there's nothing outside of pretty much a, 
well, a 12-year gap or age range or year range that, that I was listening to music. That's, and that's about the, the time I would have started listening to a wider range of stuff, mm-hmm. probably when I was about 12 in 2002. So that checks out. Um, that was about the time that I, I stopped. When I went to bed, I used to put on CMT or GAC, whichever one we had at the time, based on the cable companies, and then, <laughs> and then about that time was when I swapped over to I would listen to VH1. I would put VH1 on. So then I started listening to more pop and top forty stuff around that time. And really, where you're at a disadvantage is you probably do not remember a time when MTV Music Television actually played a lot of music. I mean, uh, no, we didn't. Well, and like, we didn't have MTV right. until I was much older. So we had VH1, and they played videos quite a bit. VH1 did, but yeah. you know, once uh, once MTV played the yeah. real world, it was all downhill for MTV. <laughs> you know, they just went heavy, heavy, heavy on the reality TV stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about what about you, Heather? I mean, I know that country's not your 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 favorite genre to listen to, but um, I you know. I like some country, and so uh, my my range spans from 1969, which was before I was born, to 2002. So I'm that's a pretty big range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what I was looking for in this to narrow it down because there are so many good, really, um narrative type songs but they don't really I was looking for a story that was really fleshed out um that had all of the the important elements of good storytelling character setting point of view conflict and a, a plot that resolved and um so that's how I had to kind of narrow narrow mine down and so I I just I think all three of mine are just Really cool songs. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I, I had a I have a list of nine because I don't ever I don't ever come with more than nine, but I could have had another fifteen twenty songs on there probably mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. been ready to draft all night on this particular topic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, what was that? The, it was a throat, it was it was a throat, throat. sound. <laughs> was it me? From somebody? No, it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> So the draft order for this particular category, country story ballads. Oh, and by the way, let me say this. If uh, you like the content, follow, subscribe. Uh, we also, you can find us in, on uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll give you those, uh, ad, uh, whatever they're called, handles, I guess, or, you know, at, at the end of the episode. We don't want to spend time, too much time on that. But, um, yeah, but if you, if you, like the content, like, subscribe, find a way to make sure that you get it downloaded into your podcast um, every other Wednesday. We, we are very diligent. We have not missed an every other win- Wednesday except for that we took like a Christmas break um, in January. We took like that first mm-hmm. January off to spend some time with our families and stuff like that. Um, so, But we, we, we are not late and we do not miss. So we, you <laughs> will get an episode every other Wednesday. <laughs> That's the kiss of death, man. The famous <laughs> yeah. last word. Knock on wood, but it, you know we haven't yet. So, um, The draft order. Heather drafts first, then Beth, and then me. Then we're going to snake it. I'll draft first in the second round. Uh, Heather will draft first in the third round. So 
without further ado, Heather, you get the first overall pick. Okay. My first pick is oh, the classic. <laughs> this song used to scare the crap out of me when I was little. down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard, because hell's broke loose in Georgia, and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold, but if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Okay, it was number three on the Hot 100, certified, certified platinum, 1979. Uh, Charlie Daniels band now. Um, Charlie Daniels, he's got some good story good songs. I have another one on my long list. I didn't draft, but um, this has everything. It has, I mean, very, you know, distinct characters. Um, there's a plot. There is a conflict. You know, he says if if you win, I'm gonna ch- challenge you to this fiddle contest. You win, you get this golden fiddle. If you lose, I get your soul. It's, I mean, it's. A literary, you know, trope, I guess, that's, that's you know, the deal with the devil. You know, it's used in literature, it's used in movies, and so this is no exception. Um, one thing about this song, I mean, I guess we're just going to give you spoiler alerts to all of these songs, too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people know this one. Yeah. The devil <laughs> loses. However, I asked... You know, today I'm like, I'm in the minority maybe. I like the devil's performance better than I like Johnny's. I do too. And I think John, I think the devil should have won. But also unfair because he had a whole band behind him. That's right. True. There was John a band electric demons, guitar- Yeah. And it sounded something like this. <laughs> and, and I guess <laughs> technically... <laughs> and that's the part that sounds cool. Yeah. Because the actual fiddle part on his ace And it's... Yeah. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good song. Um, and I, you know, I think you should accept no substitutes. I don't want the stupid, I done told you once, you son of a gun. Oh, um, yeah, no. no. Just Well, he became forget, a pastor after that. Forget the radio edit. And so that's why he made did he really? And they wouldn't play it on the radio. They made him, yeah. they made him change it. Um, I did not know that about <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got ordained. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Well, I think this tells an amazing story, and it's just, it's entertaining every time, and it it has a, a good story arc. It resolves itself at the end, although I was reading, and somebody said, but did Johnny lose his soul anyway because of the pride? We need a sequel. There is a sequel. There is? Devil went there, back to Georgia? Yes. Are you serious? Y'all were not aware? I was no, thought I, I was kidding. That. No, there is. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, I'll have to go check it out. Um, so this was also covered and I I didn't 
This was covered by Nickelback. Wait a minute. And you didn't listen to it? I did not. <laughs> My curiosity. Shocker. Hold on. Let me, I'm just going to start Is he playing a, a list. fiddle? In this one I also? I have no idea I didn't listen. Because Nickelback doesn't you know my have feelings. a fiddle player that I'm aware of. No. So I got to listen to Devil Went Back to Georgia yeah. and the Nickelback cover here. <laughs> yeah. I'm so. starting a list. Okay. But what I will so. say is interesting about this particular version on the Deal with the Devil trope is that in virtually every other circumstance that I can think of, the devil actually gets the soul, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, even the Robert Johnson mm-hmm. yeah. myth, you know, where he sold his soul to the devil in order to become the best guitar player in the world, right? Yeah. Which some people actually believe happened. I mean, that's still kind of... Right. There are people in the blues community that are still convinced mm-hmm. that that actually happened, right? Well, and this is the only instance where somebody that I'm aware of in this, like in Faust... He yeah. loses, yeah. right? I mean, he, he loses his soul to well, the devil. Well, it's not alert. the only one. Spoiler alert. Tell us what happens in Tenacious, Tenacious D tribute. Oh. They also beat that's, the devil. Well, that's true. But that was a demon, though. That wasn't that's the devil. That's true. It wasn't the devil oh. himself. I guess that's true. You know. I guess Quit cracking with his puppet tail. <laughs> and the beast was done. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in Devil Went Back to Georgia? No spoilers. If you haven't heard, the, I, want, I want you to hear the whole thing. Okay. I'll have to go. Yeah, listen. I want to listen to it. Okay. So, um, but yeah, but I, I think this is the only one that I can think of w- w- where you have that trope, mm-hmm. um, where or cliche or whatever. He usually tricks them, somehow. you know. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. In, but in this one, which maybe that's th- maybe but this yeah. is probably the same little Johnny that the teacher has trouble with, mm-hmm. and so he's accustomed to getting one over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he knows all the tricks the devil has because he's used them in his fifth grade class. Okay. I guess. All right. That checks out, yeah. I did not, I just, I was... You didn't know it was the same I, little Johnny, did you? I didn't. Didn't know that. That's a fun fact. You should have yep. cued the music. Well, I just made it up. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's my number one. Okay. Beth. <clears throat> We're going to stay in Georgia. What the heck's going on <laughs> in Georgia? Some things going down in Georgia. And at this point, the lights went out. Oh. This is the night the lights went out in Georgia by Reba... <laughs> Rockin' Rockin' R by Reba. (laughs) So at this point, Andy had found out that his wife is cheating on him when he's out of town. His best friend. Well, not Andy, sorry. Andy had cheated on his... With his best friend's wife, basically. So he's going home. And the bartender. No, Andy is the bartender. Yeah. So brother's going home. Thing daddy had left him and then it was a gun. I love Reba. Okay, here she goes. He went off to Andy's house Slipping through the backwoods Quiet as a mouse Came upon some tracks too small for Andy to make He looked through the screen at the back porch door And he saw Andy lying on the floor in a puddle of blood And he started to shake Well, this song's got a little plot twist at the end. It does, it does. <laughs> All right, so this song was originally recorded by Vicki Lawrence of the Carol Burnett Show and Mama's yeah. Family fame. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cover, actually. Um, yeah, so out, throughout the story, you got to the point where he finds Andy on the floor. Are you going to give him the plot twist? Sure. Yeah, give it to him. You got to. You think you got it? Oh, man. Otherwise, how can we fully talk about the song? At this point, if you have not heard 
Pause well, it. Not the last Pause it now yeah, and go, go listen, listen to the song. All right, I'm going to wait five seconds, and that's when you know. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, <laughs> four, one thousand, five. Five, yeah, okay, <laughs> good. So <laughs> he sees Andy on the floor. He fires a shot. The, the sheriff assumes that he is the one who shot Andy. And so they go and they have this, what's they call make-believe trial, right? And they're just like, all right, let's just get this. I got supper at home. You know, file this through. They sentence him to a hanging. They hang the brother that night. And then she says, they hung my brother before. I could say that those were my tracks that he saw. Uh, and she said, his cheating wife never left town. That's one body that'll never be found. Because you don't mess with Reba. That's why. Or or li- Vicky Because little sister <laughs> don't miss when she, when she aims, aims her, her gun. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's the plot twist. It's a murder ballad. There's it's a plot twist song. It's got everything. Intrigue. <laughs> but you know the, what's interesting, like with with, with Reba, like some she's got to get a lot of words in a short she period does. of time, and she can do it. And, and she chews but it, on. But every it's really it's really hard for her to chew on those words <laughs> and get the words out. It's like yes. I'm, I'm nervous wow. for her every wow. time I listen. I'm like, is she gonna get it done this time? Ooh. Yeah, but like, I'd like okay, to see her live to see if she can do it. Live. I kind of would too. But if you. Like, there's nobody who can do this like Reba, I think, because, the, like, the theatrics of it, you know, she goes and she whispering, and, <laughs> and, and, when, and I love that about her. Oh. But they were originally going to give this song <laughs> to Liza Minnelli. <laughs> That's what, when Vicki Lawrence's husband wrote amazing. this, they, they really were like, we should give this to a theatrical, a musical theater person like Liza Minnelli. And that didn't happen. So then their second choice and they offered it to share and Sonny told was her manager at the time said no turned it down for her because he was worried that it would he was concerned it would offend her southern fans and I'm not sure when Sonny got real offended about offending people because if you have heard half breed by share <laughs> miss girl is not one bit Native American but she's singing a song about being she could have killed this song, though. I think she could have done a really good job on it. Yeah, killed it. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, oh, uh oh, it's time for a fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the opening and closing motif <laughs> sounds different <laughs> on a different version of this song by uh, Pete Sheffield and the Canadians. I just want to see if you recognize it. <laughs> it's oh, John <George> Cena! <laughs> so they sampled this for his WWE entrance music. No. <laughs> wow. He's not even from Georgia. No. John Cena. No, he's from like Massachusetts. Oh. But yeah. So that... I, when I found that out, that I was fun I was beside myself. Because I mean, well, I don't even really like John Cena. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I do like him because I would You bring him up a I lot. I do bring him up. Froggy He's fresh. a staple, though. Yeah. And because we're not on YouTube, you can't see us. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I remember one time at a WWE house show. Uh-huh. This somebody is Sean, that, by the way, our producer. Somebody that doesn't necessarily care for John Cena. <laughs> as soon as John Cena's music hit, <laughs> she looked down at the row of 
her family, <laughs> said, what are y'all doing? We're like, what? She said, it's John Cena. I was like, get up. Stand up. <laughs> Show some respect. Which I think, I, th- I think we might have mentioned that on the... Uh, <laughs> the wrestling. If you haven't heard our best WWE, <laughs> best wrestling intro music uh, episode, you should go check that out. That was a great episode. Did you pick John Cena's? Indeed, she I did. did. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. And she's she picked like John Cena for Christmas too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I do like John Cena. Yeah, I I'm telling you, you. I think I have been converted. But <laughs> see that that Froggy Fresh song is good, and y'all know it. <laughs> anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my first pick. The not the last one out in Georgia by Reba McIntyre. So. Let's stay with the Georgia theme. No shall way. We? What? Sort of. So we had Devil Went Down to Georgia. We had The Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And there's a song called Georgia that both Willie Nelson oh. and Ray Charles sang. And my this pick. This is not that song. It's, it's not that song. It's not that song. <laughs> but it is Seven Spanish Angels by Willie Nelson and Ray Charles. Mm. Looked down into her brown eyes and said, Say a prayer for me. She threw her arms around him, whispered, God will keep us free. They could hear the riders coming. He said, This is my last fight. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun. When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared, there was thunder from the throne. And seven Spanish angels. Took another angel home. And you got Willie about to come in, and how would you like to follow Ray Charles? I would absolutely not. <laughs> so, in this particular song, you got basically an outlaw is running from uh, law enforcement, and he basically he's out of he's out of bullets, but he's not going to let him take him back to Texas. You know, and so he ends up being shot, and he got this story of his his lover or his wife. They really don't go into great detail, but the girl that he's in a relationship with, she knows that gun has no bullets, but she doesn't want to live life without him. So she picks it up like it's got bullets, and they take her out too. And, you know, such a great line. You just had a death, and even though the theology is bad, seven Spanish angels took another angel home. You know, so you've got you got a new angel, I suppose. Which weird? It's an outlaw, so we don't know that they're going to heaven <laughs> in the first place. And the theology is bad. You don't turn into an angel when you pass away. Um, but that's a soapbox that I'm that I get on <laughs> on Facebook. So and so gained their wings. No, they didn't. They really they didn't. didn't. But this is not the time to tell you that, I realize. <laughs> but no, they didn't. Um, so, but there is a, there's a live version that they do. That, 
on YouTube, which is amazing, and it may be even better than the studio version, and they have only had the song together for a week. And But Ray Charles is just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the way that they can... His, his ability to just find runs that you don't know are there. The only person that I know of in country music that can do what Ray Charles does vocally, kind of go in weird places that can totally surprise you is George Jones. He's the only one that can hit a run and go in a direction that you don't anticipate, and it sounds like it was exactly the way that it was supposed to be. But it's a great story. It's it's kind of cliche, but it's it, what's it's it's kind of like Devil Went Down to Georgia. There's a there's a there's a little twist on the trope in mm-hmm. that. Now, the innocent, we assume, female in the picture is also going to get herself um, martyred, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so it, is, it has long been musically my favorite country ballad of all time. You know, it's just, just the enjoyment of listening mm-hmm. to the song, telling a good story, great musicians, and it is the only number one song for Ray Charles in country. Mm. Um, released in 84 as a single. It was, uh, Willie Nelson did put it on an album later, on a compilation album. Um, but it's just uh, just a really, really good song. And, and there is a really good chemistry between mm-hmm. Ray Charles and, and Willie Nelson. You know, you can really kind of feel that in the, uh, in the song. So You get to go again. I do, and it's an, it's another Willie Nelson duet. <laughs> this one's with another one of my favorites, Merle Haggard, mm. Poncho and Lefty. <laughs> Poncho was a bandit boy. My girls used to sing this one with me at night. We, we used to have a long list of country songs that we would sing, and they would not ever let me not add Poncho and Lefty to the list. And, um, one night I looked over, and Emma was crying. And I'm like, what's the matter? And she's like, um, it's, the, it's the line where it, it's in the first verse, actually, where it says, weren't your mama's only boy but her favorite one, it seems. And she said, his mama's crying because he's not there. And the next line is, she began to cry when you said goodbye. So she was upset for the mom because she didn't have her boy. She's a sweetheart. Um, But this is is a great story. And and as you come to find out, what happens is uh, Poncho has has a bounty on his head. 
and he and Lefty are friends, and they're kind of on the run together, but Lefty apparently doesn't have a bounty on his head, and Lefty turns on Poncho and kills Poncho, takes the bounty, and moves to Ohio. And even though, you know, Willie Nelson's kind of playing the role of Poncho and singing the part of Poncho, um, it it says that, yes, Poncho needs your prayers, it's true, but save a few for Lefty, too. Because you have this idea, you know, you, Poncho is the kind of that, that character that you want to, that bad boy that you kind of want to love, the anti-hero, he's really a bad guy, but, you know, it's kind of like uh, what Jackson, Sons of Anarchy, everybody likes mm-hmm. Jax, you know, or, um, you know, a, probably a bad guy, but he's one of those characters that you root for. So you don't like Lefty because Lefty turned on him and Lefty shot him and took the bounty. But it says, save a few prayers for Lefty, too. He only did what he had to do. So, you know, it's like we don't know with the whole situation why Lefty had to do it. Um, and then the video's interesting because they kind of allude that maybe they faked Poncho's death in the video mm. because at the end they go back to modern times and Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson are together playing cards. Um, so you kind of wonder, did they pull one over on the Federales? Because it seems like the Federales and Poncho kind of had a relationship anyway because the Federales, they always let them slip away <laughs> mm-hmm. out of kindness, I suppose. So you wonder, you, the first time you listen to the song, you think, that's just the Federales saying, ah, we let them get away because they don't want they're trying to save face. But... If you put the spin on it that maybe maybe he'd survived, maybe the Federales really were letting him slip away. Maybe they took a cut. Maybe they took a cut of the bounty. Who knows? But great story, great singers, and uh, we didn't get to listen to Merle Haggard's one verse in the mm-hmm. song, but uh, Merle Haggard's one of my – he's one of my favorites. Yep. Great story and uh, two absolute country music icons working on that one. Yeah, I love Emmylou Harris's version, too. Yeah, it's, it's good. A, it's a totally different, just uh, the mood is totally different with her tone color that she has. But that's a really good song. That's the mark of a good song, of a good ballad, is that some different, you know, a different color to the voice can change it. And the story is still compelling, but you almost get a different perspective on it just from the voice of the person that's singing it. Right. And so like when Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson did it, it's kind of like there's two characters. There's Poncho and there's Lefty kind of mm-hmm. singing the song and they're kind of mm-hmm. but with Emmy Lou Harris it's almost like it's a third party, mm-hmm. you know, telling it from a what's that third person point of view mm-hmm. kind of a story where it's more almost first person when Merle Haggard right. and Poncho right. and uh, I called Willie Nelson Poncho when Willie Nelson <laughs> and uh, and Merle Haggard are, are singing it together. But it's uh it's it's absolutely, I think, one of the great uh, Western ballads of all time. In fact, um, Rolling Stone ranked it the number four, 41st greatest country song of all time. It made Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time, much regardless of genre. And the Western Writers of America chose it as the 17th greatest Western song of all time. Well, okay. So thank you to the Western Writers of America. <laughs> So that's my pick, Poncho and Lefty. All right. 
So I get the second pick of the second round. Yeah, I get the second pick of every round, I guess. Um, so my second pick is The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. And we'll have to listen to um, an imitation because Garth doesn't put <laughs> his music Garth. on uh, any streaming service. He only has it on Amazon. But um, so this story, um, when we start it, it'll start at like the second verse. So the first verse perspective is... Um, focusing on the husband about how he um there's a storm and he's out somewhere he's not supposed to be and uh he's headed back from somewhere he never should have been uh and so then this second second verse talks about focuses on the wife and where she's at at the same point in time every light is burning in a house across town Pacing by on the telephone in her faded flannel gown Asking for a miracle, hoping she's not arrived Praying it's the weather that has kept him out all night And the thunder rolls And the thunder rolls Another love grows cold on a sleepless night As the storm goes on out of control Deep in her heart, the thunder rolls So his original idea from Garth, he said he wanted to explore the concept of thunder rolling in a marriage and outside at the same time. So this was originally recorded by tanya tucker but she didn't release it until an album in 95 so um she took it she recorded it they asked for a fourth verse and that's when garth wrote the the fourth verse where she gets the pistol the wife gets the pistol and confronts the husband um and she recorded it but it ended up not going on the record and so when she dropped it from the album. Garth recorded it for his own. Um, this was on No Fences, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Which is one of my favorite yeah. country albums. Yeah. It's a great album. Of all time. Uh, and so he put that on there. They left out. His producer said, probably best to leave out that, that fourth verse. It might play different coming <laughs> from a man. You know, who knows why. But um, in the music video, they do still uh, depict that issue of domestic violence. And so they... Um, they include the content of that verse just in visual form. And so um, the video is is really impactful if you've never seen it. I don't know if you can find it on YouTube. I don't know if he even has his videos out there. But um, I just remember watching it when I was younger, and it was scary. It was a scary video, yeah. and it was upsetting. Dark, yeah. And they pulled it. Um, uh, TV stations pulled it after like six days. They said it's we're not here to, you know, make political statements or make uh, social commentary or whatever. And then um, radio stations and uh, newspapers and stuff, they heard about it being pulled, and they're like, well, we want to see it because we want to form our own opinion. So they were sending it to these places, and um, the Capitol Records was contacted numerous times by, like, women's shelters and things like that saying thank you for bringing awareness to domestic violence in this way. And then VH1 announced that they would start playing it. And so then the other radio or the 
TV stations that pulled it were like, oh, well, we'll all right, we'll put it back on. But they wanted Garth to film like a disclaimer. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. He said, if you want to put a disclaimer on it, you can do that, but I'm not going to film one because he said he wasn't going to compromise his vision. And he's Garth. He can do whatever he wants okay. to do. Um, but <laughs> it eventually um, was awarded the CMA Video of the Year and nominated for Best Music Video at the Grammys. So even though, you know, those stations were like, well, that's not really what we're here for. Uh, seems that Garth knows best <laughs> and, his, and his vision was, was successful. Um, but that, he does, and he performs the first, the, the fourth verse live. It's kind of like the um, Friends in Low Places where he puts the extra verse mm-hmm. in. He, he plays that verse live, but on the radio and stuff, they don't play that, um, that version, the album version. And this is a really, everybody knew that Garth Brooks was huge at this point, but I don't think they understood how much he was going to dominate the decade at this point. Yeah. Right. This was, this was this, early. This was his second album. 91. This was his second album. Um, and the song that brought people that had not listened to country music into country music was Friends in Low Places, which was the first single off of this album. And so country was not about to disassociate themselves from Garth Brooks because he was the cash cow that was making it possible for the other. I call it the class of 89, which was Travis Tritt, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks. I mean, all the, I mean, it's a huge, it's a, it's a who's who of nineties artist, male artist. Clint Black, I think had his debut album in 89. I mean, it is, it is a, it's, it's like the, the fabled draft class of 83 for quarterbacks. I mean, it's incredible. And, but nobody brought people back to country music like Friends in Low Places. Mm-hmm. Friends in Low Places made country cool again all over the place. And so at this point, Garth Brooks really could do whatever he want, wanted. And they had no idea, you know, Rope in the Wind was the next album, which was also an incredible album, um, which had maybe my favorite two songs of his, which is Rodeo and Shameless. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, and then of course he just, he just owned the nineties. I don't know that anybody has owned a decade in their genre the way Garth Brooks owned the 1990s. Uh, you know, like Zeppelin was probably the biggest band in the seventies, but they didn't own the seventies like Garth Brooks on country music in the nineties. Yeah. Nowhere close. Michael Jackson didn't own the eighties the way Garth Brooks on country in the nineties. I mean, it was the most dominating anybody has ever been. And this album yeah. was really the launching point for that dominance in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, they, at some point that video was going to come back on the air. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Is it my turn? It is. Okay. My second pick is by The Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this one's at prison. Well, it is live at San Quentin. When I was three and it didn't leave much to Ma and me, just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. 
Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean. My fists got hard, my wits got keen. Roamed from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars. I'd search the honky tonks and bars and kill, kill that man that give me that awful name. <laughs> All right, so this is a boy named Sue. Um, it was Cash's only top ten single on the Billboard Top 100. It reached number two. Wow. And uh, kept out of the number one spot by honky-tonk women. Nah. <laughs> who who would have thought that he would be kept out by a honky-tonk song, yeah. but yeah. it would be a rock and roll band? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And um It's not a honky tonk song, um, but it's <laughs> um this po this uh poem, the lyrics to this, were written by Shell Silverstein, who wrote the if you grew up in the eighties or before I don't know if you did you read those books when the oh, sidewalk yeah. ends? All where the where the sidewalk where the sidewalk ends, ends mm-hmm. uh, uh light in the attic. Yeah, all those poetry yeah, compilations. Those poetry books, yeah. Shell Silverstein. And um, also did the Giving Tree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote this, and um, Johnny Cash performed this live at San Quentin in 1969. Um, it was censored on both the single and the album when he says mm. SOB. So um, they said that's that also w- a commonality between your first two picks. Oh, it is. <laughs> How about that? It's the glitch in the matrix. It is. Um, and they said that he would censor it himself. He'd bleep himself when he played it later. But um, he said it at San Quentin. He really, yeah, he just went on with it. Um, and to no surprise, the prisoners didn't mind it at all. They didn't. They didn't seem to mind. Um, here is what I love about this song. It. It checks all of those boxes as far as a good story. And um, in the story, he finds his dad and he finds him sitting in a bar and he yells at him, my name is Sue. How do you do? Now Now you're you're going to die. die. (laughs) And so they get into a big brawl and fight and take it outside. And his dad draws his knife and comes up and cuts off a piece of his ear and then they stop, and his father tells him he called him he called him a son, and he called him his dad, and he said, "I knew that I wasn't going to be there to to help you grow up, and I knew this world was tough, and so you were going to have to be strong, and so I gave you that name to make you mean and tough." He said, and, "I knew you'd have to get tough or die, <laughs> <laughs> and it's that name that helped to make you strong." <laughs> so, um. You know, it resolves itself, and um, and when I have a son, I think I'll name him George or Bill, Bill yeah. or anything <laughs> but Sue. So um, it's just uh, what I love about um, Johnny Cash in particular is that every genre recognizes the cool factor of Johnny Cash, whether you are a country fan or you are a rock fan fan or you are a rap fan there are tons of reaction videos of rappers watching this song and listening to it and reacting to it for the first time and they love it you know because talent just recognizes talent and so um johnny cash is cool in any genre that exists so and interestingly you know we talk about shell silverstein and 
I don't think people, you know, we grew up reading those more or less children's mm-hmm. poetry from yeah. Shel Silverstein. Yeah. He was running around with the yeah. rough country crowd. Yeah. He, he was, was he was he was in these uh you know I I read Waylon Jennings autobiography and they would they would go up into a hotel room at night and they would just drink themselves mm-hmm. out and they would do coke lines and they mm-hmm. would do all kinds of I mean wild but they would sit there and they would they would trade stories and Shel Silverstein was in that group. Mm-hmm. You know with 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 Waylon and some pretty you know, I think Towns Van Zant was in that group, mm-hmm. um, uh, who, by the way, wrote Poncho and Lefty. I, I forgot to mention that part. But, um, you know, there was there was some rough dudes that, you know, they would be the ones that kind of, when the Hells Angels came in, they might hang out with the Hells Angels yeah. a little bit, that kind of thing. And so um, he was uh, he was heavily involved with, like, the Chris Christophersons and that outlaw movement that was not in Nashville. Right. The one that it was the real – folks that were out making their own music not letting people tell them what to do in austin and other places in texas um he was he was heavily involved with those and and that's not the only country song he ended up writing other people kind of took mm-hmm. some shell silverstein songs and wrote them in but yeah i would it, it the waylon jennings <laughs> autobiography is fascinating yeah i'd like to read i that. would i would recommend it all right so <laughs> We go from a boy named Sue. <laughs> Sung in a prison. Sung in a prison. To Three Wooden Crosses by Randy Travis. 2002, which was, this was a lot more recent than I thought it was. So, we'll listen to the first part. This is his 16th and final number one single. A farmer and a teacher. A hooker and a preacher. Riding on a midnight bus Bound for Mexico One was headed for vacation One for higher education And two of them were searching for lost souls That driver never ever saw the stop sign And eighteen-wheelers can't stop on a dime there are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway Why there's not four of them, heaven only knows I guess it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you It's what you leave behind you when you go Okay, so um, this was Song of the Year by the CMA and also won a Dove Award so it was a cross. <laughs> right. It was a, you know, it was a crossover hit, I suppose. Um, it was his. Oh no! <laughs> crossover. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to. Oh, oh well. Um, <laughs> it did also reach the Billboard Top 40. This is the only one that did that. But um, so this is one of those songs that um, comes around full circle, and at the end you find. That, um, you know, it says on every chorus why there's three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway, why there's not four of them, heaven only knows. And then you find that the guy's preacher was telling the story and um, on the bus, the 
the pastor had um, given his blood-soaked Bible to the hooker, and she read it, she survived, read it to her son, and he became a preacher. And then the last course is why there's not four of them. Now I guess we know. So, you know, it's talking about how, you know, there's a reason for everything and how you can turn something, you know, bad into something good. And it gets me every time, makes me cry. And that's also a mark of a good story song, I think, <laughs> you know, but. Um, and there there are not many better bass voices oh, than Randy Travis. It's a shame yeah. that he can't communicate anymore yeah. effectively. Yeah. 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 It, but man, what a talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really distinctive voice for just the for, the resonance in that mm-hmm. in those low notes is just oh man, it, it's like every choir director would love to have that kid. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> you know, like You're there's right. some people like okay Willie Nelson. Okay, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do with you, Willie. <laughs> um, you know, and like what what do you do with Ray Charles if you're in a choir? Because I mean, the beauty of his voice is one yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, even Johnny Cash doesn't have what Randy Tra- now, and Johnny I'd, Johnny can get low. Yeah. yeah. I'd take Randy but, Travis and I'd take Waylon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but um just just the storytelling in this song, it just gets you in the feels. Yeah. That's all I got. Is that that's it. <laughs> okay. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, I don't know what else to tell you. I would also like oh, God. to... <laughs> Wait, there's a transition. Because <laughs> I bet I know. I I'm... would also like to bring us a very heartfelt <laughs> song of a mother taking care of her child. <laughs> um, now, this is impactful. This is intriguing. This is inspirational. This is fancy by Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe it. Oh, that's the <laughs> that's the music it's video. Very theatrical. Yes. So the the video is she she has a like a story part at the first on the video of this, which is where we pulled it from. But um, it's significantly long. Too. It is very long. Um, so anyway, this I, I'll the story was. <laughs> We're losing some of the some, some of the impact. Well, that was it. <laughs> That's the dreams. Yeah. No, I think that she, she's walking on go. the porch and she. Yeah, because she's looking back. Yeah. Onto her the summer she turned eighteen. I remember it all very. She remembers it all very well. I remember it all very well. That is not a New Orleans accent, though. <laughs> oh, here comes one of my favorite parts. Y'all know I'll sing it for you. Oh, here we go. It was red! All right, so it's about this girl and her mom gives her 
a, a dancing dress. And she, <laughs> and she says, Mom, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. She says, just be nice to the gentleman. They'll be nice to you. She's like, I'm, try, I'm giving you everything I can to help you succeed. Her mom is, her mom is ill. I'm, I, your paws run off, and I'm real sick, and the baby's going to starve to death. So she's trying to give Fancy the best chance she can. Um, and so she... Which, which is, Essentially, mm-hmm. is human trafficking. Yeah, that's what our our friend Doctor well, Steve Rook calls this an well, human trafficking. <laughs> well, what would have happened to Fancy? She's a, she's eighteen. It and th- this she song was written in sixty nine. Tried to make good grades in school. No. <laughs> we're, how we're many? Gonna, how we're many? Gonna many say, things? We're going to bypass the homework option. No, but she was already eighteen at that point. What's she going to do? And go straight. And this to was written in nineteen sixty nine. Sex work. Okay, hold on. This was written in 1969. What's an 18-year-old girl? No education, no family. What's she going to do? I'm saying she that... She wasn't going to spend I'm saying, the rest of her has, life with, with her, her head, head hung, hung down, down in shape. No. You know, she might have been born just plain white trash, but fancy was my name. That's what, so we had to get that one in there. But so anyway, and she, she says, you know what? I couldn't see. I couldn't see spending my life like this. And so... Benevolent man took me in off the street, and then, <laughs> and she <laughs> got herself a Georgia mansion and five room hotel suite, <laughs> New York townhouse, lad, and I ain't done bad. <laughs> you know who wrote this? You know who wrote this? Bobby Gentry. Bobby Gentry, who did Ode to Billy Joe, yeah. who almost made my list, but but uh. This has been far. Her version has been far surpassed by Reba's, as you can tell. <laughs> That's the, true. the glory that you just heard. Um, so this is Southern Gothic style, um, <laughs> and also a little twist ending. She makes good. <laughs> she ain't done bad. And <laughs> Reba refers to this song as her possible signature hit, and she usually yeah. encores her live concerts with the song. Yeah, I mean. This is a great song. Now, you, when this song, song comes on, it is time to thrash. That's true. I'm just saying the first piece of advice for mom might should have been do your algebra homework. I'm, that's all I'm saying. But at that, that's point, all they I'm had, saying. at that point, they had passed. The, the opportunity for that had passed. If she, if she wasn't getting into college on her grades, she was already 18. She's clearly a smart girl, though. Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Okay. Ben, what's your pick? All right. So I, I want to tell y'all how much I struggled ranking these songs. Mm-hmm. Because like there are songs on my list that I want to draft so badly. Yep. I want to draft so badly this Cowboys hat by Chris Ledoux. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs of all time. I want to draft so badly El Paso oh. by Marty Robbins. Yes, so good. You know, I mean, I feel like the top nine should have had one of those gunfighter ballads off of the Marty Robbins gunfighter ballads album. I want to draft so badly the Highwayman by the Highwaymen. I want to draft so badly (laughs) the Gambler, (laughs) the Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Yeah. But I'm going to draft instead. The second saddest song in the history of country music. Okay. 
Whiskey Lullaby oh, by Brad Paisley so and Allison. Sad. What's the first? He stopped loving her. Oh, mm. no. oh God, this song is killer. She put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. She broke his heart. He spent his whole life trying to forget We watched him drink his pain away A little at a time But he never could get drunk enough To get her off his mind Until the night He put that bottle to his head And pulled the trigger Finally drank away her memory Life is short, but this time it was bigger Than the strength he had to get up off his knees We found him with his face down in the pillow With a note that said I love her till I I mean, I hate that. I don't want to interrupt Allison's verse here, but just the lyrics are just incredible. I mean, the first line, she put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. So you think, okay, she's putting him out of the house, but the next line, she broke his heart. She put out his spirit. She put out his soul. Right? And so that is a that's why I mean I'm getting goosebumps thinking about just how good that opening set of lines mm-hmm. are and then the line he put the bottle, bottle to, to his, his head and pulled, pulled the, the trigger. trigger I mean think about so that so good and so I mean let's give credit where credit is due to the songwriting and whispering Bill Anderson whispering Bill Anderson is, uh, is one of the co-writers and John Randall is the other co-writer um and John Randall may be the genius behind that famous line about, well, he is the, the genius behind that line. Um, well, he's not even the genius behind that line. He had just divorced Lori Morgan. Oh. Um, he, was, he was in a really bad place. He was drinking whiskey heavily at the time. Um, and his manager, uh, seeing him in this condition, said, hey, man, Every now and then, you've just got to put the bottle to your head and pull the trigger. And then that's where we get, that's where we get the song uh, or, the, or that line out of that song. As, as far as the accolades for the song, um, it was a nice crossover hit for, for Paisley and Allison Krauss. Um, it did chart inside the Billboard Top 100, which is not easy for country songs yeah. to do. And it, uh, it, it, Interestingly, only hit number three on the country charts, but it won the 2005 CMA Song of the Year, Hmm. uh, which is rare. Also, most of the songs that win CMA Song of the Year normally are hit number one at some point. 
Um, it's just a, it's 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 a gorgeous song. Yeah, that was harmony. But it is so sad. Yeah, and and Paisley and Krause's voices just they're they're perfect together. She can blend with just about anybody, though. She, she just, can. I'm telling you, though, yeah. I'm not kidding. Allison Krause is the Sarah McLaughlin of country music. <laughs> you put her in a sad song, and I mean, it's yeah. like she can just she can just do it. Well, I mean, because like Brad Paisley and Robert Plant do not sound alike at all. No, no they don't. But her duets with both of them mm-hmm. are really good. Yeah, you know. But I just, this is, you talk about great storytelling. So since we're doing spoilers in in this one, um, obviously he basically drinks himself to death um, because of his depression Mm -hmm. after she breaks up with him. She blames herself for this, and the community blames her for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then she ends up drinking herself to death as well. and the video is the yeah. video's a killer. Oh my goodness. Who knew the kid from Silver Spoon would be <laughs> right. <laughs> it's his best know. work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the video the video is is really good. I mean as far as impactful country music videos, I would put it up there in the class with the trilogy from Travis Tritt. Mm, yeah. You know, it, it's that good of a video. I think that it added there most of the time when they do little speaking parts for me it generally Takes, you takes away from the song. It may help with the story, but it takes away from the song. But I felt like this was a movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, and this was the soundtrack to the movie. Um, but the imagery, they yeah. found her with her face down in the pillow, clinging yeah. to his picture for dear life. I mean, you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. The lyrics are, it, it and I think it's, it's not only the saddest country song since. He stopped loving her today. Like, it may be the most well-written country song of all time. I mean, it is the the lyrics are just absolutely incredible. And you know, I don't. I hate to end on a downer, especially when there was there were some fun ones in there. You know, I mean, like, you know, you'll, you know, ride a a black tornado across the western sky. You know. We're open old blue northern, milk it till it's dry. I yeah. love this cowboy's hat. I mean, love it, love it, love yeah. it. But, you know, if I was just being real, I think this mm-hmm. song is just too incredible not to draft. Yeah. So we have nine. Yes? We do. That's good. Um, so Ben has drafted Seven Spanish Angels by Willie and Ray. Poncho and Lefty by Willie and Merle. Whiskey Lullaby by Brad Paisley and Allison Krauss. All duets. All duets. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Heather has drafted. <laughs> what? No. Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels Band. Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. And <laughs> so two songs <laughs> that <laughs> that contain SOB in the lyrics. <laughs> and then she finishes it up with Three Wooden Crosses <laughs> by Randy Travis. Life's about balance. It man. is. It is. <laughs> Um, and then I drafted Not the Lights Went Out in Georgia by Reba, The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks, and Fancy by Reba. Mur- murder, domestic violence, and prostitution. <laughs> Indeed. And adultery. And, I yeah. Mean, there's, a, there's a lot All of the good vices. stuff in there, yeah. Okay, so, well, you got to have some 
balance. some spicy elements to well, the story. Well, it's it's country, but we we don't have any songs about mama or trains yeah. or getting drunk. <laughs> yep. Well, we well, do. We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do have getting drunk for sure. I want to know. Oh, and we have Mama we too. We do have Mama Poncho songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. all three of us have fancy a song with Mama. Are there any Mama's trucks involved. in any of these? <laughs> uh, I think the, the man might have been said driving anything the at all about Mama or trains. <laughs> we got Mama. We don't have trains. I'll see your. We don't have songs. trucks. About a mama, and I will raise you or, a yeah. song about, about, her, about a hooker mama. A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the good news is, we have nine songs, and now we have to cut it to five. Working nine to five. Okay, so so before we actually get to the the cutting, I, I think we probably ought to list the songs that we did not. Select and I actually got my top three, um, but I mentioned the ones that, to an extent, I mentioned the ones that I didn't. I did have I did have a boy named Sue on the list. I had Devil went down to George on the list, and then I had this Cowboy's Hat, El Paso, the Highwayman, and the Gambler mm. that filled out my top nine. I had <laughs> very different list. I had Goodbye Earl by the Chicks. Old Red by Blake Shelton. So you like the old you like you like that one better than the George Jones version. Uh yeah, because that's the you, one that came out you're when looking I looking at was, me like you did not even know me. No, I didn't un- until ever. until you sent the big list and we're like the Blake Shelton version and I'm like I didn't know there was version. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I like it better because I didn't listen to the other one. Because <laughs> I, I don't know the other one. I like one it better because that's the one I know. Okay. Yeah. Uh She's in Love with the Boy by Trisha Yearwood. I also had three wooden crosses. Um, I had Don't Take the Girl by Tim McGraw <laughs> and Independence Day by Martina McBride. Mm, that's a good one. Yep. Yep. Uh, I had uh, The Little Girl by John Michael Montgomery. Oh, that'll, which will, oh. that'll take you out. Oh, my gosh. That's just grab some tissues and go listen to that. Uh, I had Fancy. Uh, Legend of the Woolly Swamp. I had two Charlie Daniels <laughs> classics. On there, but I do love Legend of the Woolly Swamp. Uh, no, I know that we had Devin went down to Georgia. I think was on one of our Halloween episodes, wasn't it? I don't know. Did it not I don't make know. the? I, we might. I don't think. I feel I think like we, we would have list, list or something. Maybe, and I feel like we. I mean, that's got that. We would have mentioned also Legend of the Woolly Swamp on did, on that list. Did yeah, nobody yeah. put that on one of their part? I mean, that's a great Halloween it party is. song. It is. Was it, yeah. I, I wonder if anybody. Did Volume you know? two next year. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the Greatest by Kenny Rogers about the little boy. And it's, it's baseball cute. season right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. Um, <laughs> that's, that's got a great twist at yeah, the end. Yeah, that's a good twist. <laughs> I didn't know I could pitch that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had El Paso and Harper Valley PTA. All right. Very different so, list. So Kenny Rogers had two chances to get drafted yep. tonight and didn't, didn't quite make the mm-hmm. cut. All right. So now we now we can – oh, this is going to suck. Yep. Because we all apparently like very different <laughs> kinds of country ballads. Yeah. Yep. Story ballads <laughs> here. So – and, okay, so I got – did y'all say y'all got your top threes? I did, I did too. So we're going to fight like dogs to get our top threes on there. Yep. Probably is what's about to happen. 
So, ooh, man, this is going to get rough and tumble. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So what do we do? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> because we, we can't even, like normally, yeah. this may be the first time we all got our top three choices. Yeah. Because, like, normally there's at least some, like, well, this one was number one for me and number four for you and number six. And then that kind of averages out to number three point something. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> but we can't do that at all. No, not really. <laughs> God. Yeah, podcast <laughs> math doesn't work. Not today. Um, Would we be willing to... Each take one of ours out and then go could, six to five. Okay. Could I modify that to say <laughs> y'all take? No, one no, no, of no. Your- like <laughs> we each go through and together decide which one instead of like me alone saying I'm going to take out such and such. We all decide of my list. What's yeah. the one we're going to cut? We all we decide of your that. list what we're going to cut. And that way it's... We can try. We're, we're working together as a team. So what, what you're saying is... I'm just saying I don't... Because if there might be one that you want to cut, that I'm like, no, I think you should have cut a different one. Like if, you know... So it, it, what it does is it allows us to remove the one from our list that is the least likely to advance to the top five. Right, because yeah. like if, yeah. instead of just cutting, agree that like, like a if, one. Yeah. Well, let's just but we'll use. Uh, I'll go first. I don't mind going. So like, so like if let, let's say like number th- your third was yeah. three wooden yeah. crosses, and so you may say, but Beth and I may say, well, I really like that one more than the other two. Right. So if we work on it together, you're more likely to get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow! Look at this teamwork. Well, is this is make, a first? This is last. a first. Makes the dream work. It does. Okay, so where are we starting? I have no. Uh, um, I guess just, let's just go in in draft order. In draft order. Okay, so that's Heather's list. Devil went down to Georgia. Boy named Sue and three wooden crosses. We got to cut one. Three oh. wooden crosses would be the one that I cut. I, that would be the one I would cut too. It's the only one that I had on my long list, but that's okay. I like the other ones too. I just don't so think I would be it okay stands the test of time. Well, you don't know because it's yet, know. yet. But I'm just saying the other two have a lot of longevity behind them, and they are true. Classics. So, all right, that's what y'all want to do. Look at that. Well, that was easy. All right, so then mine. <laughs> the night the lights went out in Georgia, the thunder rolls and fancy. So, the one that I would cut is thunder rolls Me too. because I think what makes that feel like a story and not a like individual or almost like I, I, w- the video yeah. to me is what makes that story intimate. Yeah. If that makes sense. And without the last verse, it's not concluded. That Yeah, that's right. true. He j- she just, the lightning flashes in her eyes and he knows that she knows. Yeah. And then that's, and that's not really, that's the last you get not, of it that's without the verse. That's not satisfying at yeah. all. Is it satisfying with the last verse? <laughs> I don't feel satisfied. Well, there's some retribution closer. there. There is, there is. Okay. All right. Now, y'all know I'll leave rebound. Okay. Ben. Seven Spanish Angels, Poncho and Lefty, and Whiskey Lullaby. And I love all three of them. Here's what I'll say. 
I feel like I feel like the one that's the least a story and one just an isolated moment. And it's a great song, but I feel like Seven Spanish Angels is less of a story than a moment. Because it's just a situation. That's all it is. Two verses of, you know, it's a great song, but we're talking about story songs. And I think your other two have great stories. What are your thoughts on the matter? That's hard. But I, I, I tend to agree with that. It's a great song. Yeah. Y'all have no love for Ray Charles. Ray has no. no it's, it's, it's not that at all. It's the, the heck it's, out of Ray. It's the <laughs> lyrical content. Yeah. All right. So we'll 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 take out the uh, seven Spanish angels. We just cut Willie Nelson and Ray Charles. Well, you have another Willie song available. Okay, so now what we got to do? And I feel like I, I could so see writing on the six. wall here. What's going to happen? We got to cut one out of all the six. So the question is, do we want two Reba songs? I know that I knew that was going to happen, uh, and that's fine. That's okay. I mean, that's okay. But I mean, let's look at it as let's take the two Reba thing out of it. Mm-hmm. What are like? Are there? Is there like a? Can we tear it and say like, okay, of these six that we have left, I feel like these three are. A step above these three, and then we've only got to select one to go out of three. Does that make sense? So, like, are there are are there three out of the six that we have remaining that we feel like are certainly better than the other three? And then you can kind of group them. Let's let's cut from this group. Let's pass on this group. Okay. Okay. My opinion. Oh God, I know. <laughs> um. So and and like I'll be honest with with the Reba thing, I really like the night the lights went out in Georgia yeah. as a story yeah. more than Fancy because I mean Fancy's like a it's almost like a biography. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But it certainly is a story ballad because I mean a biography is the story of somebody's life and it really focuses on that one moment in time but how it plays out and creates the person that she becomes. But, you know, the night that the lights went out in Georgia is, I mean, that's a by golly mm-hmm. story, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's an antagonist yeah. in night that lights went out in Georgia. And really the antagonist in fancy is poverty. Right. Right. I think the three strongest just, Stories front to back, when when you talk about it like that, I think are Poncho and Lefty, Boy Named Sue, and Not the Last One Out in Georgia. As far as the story, the the story factor, because when I mean Whiskey Lullaby, Boy Named no Boy, Whiskey Lullaby definitely went down to Georgia. Well, that's I mean that way too. But they're all, I mean, they're, they're all story they're songs. All, you can't all, say they're not all story right, songs. But, yeah. like, I think that the most fleshed out stories in the lyrics are Poncho and Lefty, Boy Named Sue, Not the Lights Went Out of Georgia, as far as details of the specific stories. So I th- if, that, if I were to pick a top three 
of the stories, I would do those. This is really hard. I'm not saying... I'm just trying to figure out a way to, to tier these. Well, that's what we were saying, right? No, yeah, we'll I mean... Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, just, just, I'm just, just trying to, like, should we, like, since every everybody has two, should we figure... I'm. I'm not trying to make the list even or anything like that. I'm just saying, is there one that's... But, you know, somebody may have two that are better than... I don't know. Well, it's going to work out that way because we're only having to cut one more. So two people will get two songs and one person will get one song. That's just going to be how the math I mean, works should out. should we just decide which of each And it's that way every time, is, pretty much. ...is better of their two songs? And then one is... No, because that... We can't... We can't cut that many. We just need to cut one. Yeah, I'm just saying you'd cut it from that bottom tier. So we figure out... We're just trying to move everything over into the five first, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Right. I don't understand your tactic. Well, okay. So if we did it one more time and we came up with what of the songs that were left... The song that's the weakest the song of each person. Yeah, then we would have another yeah. tier that we could... Okay. And then we just got to cut one of those three. Oh, dang. Right? Okay. Well, okay. So, the three. Obviously, mine is fancy. Um, so, Heather's. Devil went down to Georgia. Boy named Sue. I mean... Uh, gosh. I mean, I, I think... Because, again, I'm kind of stuck on the kind of the same situation we had two weeks ago with the debate about... Now that we've determined that these are story songs, are we going on the best song? Or are we going on the best story in the song kind of a deal? Because, like, I think that the story for a boy named Sue is the better story. But I feel like Devil Went Down to Georgia is the better song, song right. because of the musicianship. I mean, and, you know, that's almost all spoken word. A boy named Sue. I mean, it's rhythmic, and he he does sing. He goes in and out of singing. Okay, I think that's. I'm saying I think Devil Went Down to Georgia. Is and I'll better. be honest with you, I love the twist at the end that Johnny actually wins because you yeah. know normally whenever there's that battle with the devil or the deal mm -hmm. made with the devil, you almost always lose your soul. Well, this yeah. time, yeah, it was my and it was my it was my number one pick. So I think it's a better song. Well, I lost okay. my number one pick. You, oh, you did. All right. So, like, I I feel like the the story with a boy named Sue is a better story, but I like the song. I think it's a better song. Devil went down to Georgia, so that's the okay. the dichotomy that yeah. I'm dealing with mm -hmm. in this particular instance. Yeah. I just what would you? Pick? I hear the swing no, vote. I mean, I wouldn't. No, I'm not because y'all two agree. Oh. So you you would you would I, keep boy I just Sue. I like boy named Sue better because I like Devil Went Down to Georgia, but it's I don't want to say it's overplayed, but I've heard it so much that at this point it's almost like oh there goes that song and I can I can have fun listening to it, but it's just not as a song it's not my favorite anymore. But I see what you're saying and I I don't I don't have a I'm not gonna fight about that it doesn't bother me at all. 
for that to be your for a boy named Sue to be your one that's on the cutting block. That's so okay. you you would rather boy named Sue be on the cutting block than Devin and Devin went down to Georgia. I think okay. so. go over for sure. Okay, so. Right. so then Ben's Poncho and Lefty and or Whiskey, Whiskey Lullaby. Lullaby. Oh so I assume you're going to have the same issue. It is the same yeah, issue. I is. feel like the better story is Poncho Lefty, mm-hmm. but I feel like the better song is Whiskey Ooh. Lullaby. Oh my yeah. god, that's tough. That's harder than mine. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, Whiskey Lullaby is a good story too. Yeah. But it's it's not as there's a lot of twists and turns and innuendo and things mm-hmm. within Poncho and Lefty. Um, whiskey Lullaby straightforward. But music, this happens. This happens. This happens. So this happens. Mm-hmm. Poncho and Lefty gives you some wiggle room for, well, mm-hmm. you know, did this happen or did that happen and and in a good way. You know, it's not like it's just left out details. It's it's meant to make you consider some different options. So. You know, it's kind. Of, it's the exact same situation. I think Poncho and Lefty is the better story. I think Whiskey Lullaby is the better song. I think Whiskey Lullaby is the best country song in the last forty years. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. So you. But again, it's <laughs> it's what 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 takes precedence when we say best country story ballad song. Is it are we emphasis on the best song or is it interested on the best? Lyrical story. Gosh. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, yeah. you know, but um, if I'm going to put one on the chopping block, I mean, I would, just as the tiebreaker, Whiskey Lullaby was my third choice and Poncho and Lefty was my second choice. So mm-hmm. I would probably put Whiskey Lullaby on there, but. If you guys thought that Poncho and Lefty needed to go on the chopping block, I would. If y'all agreed to that, I would be like, "Well, then that's what needs to happen." It's I, uh, it's such a toss up to me because they're they're very different. Um, I I don't I don't really have a a preference. I wouldn't say. I think they're both pretty strong. I don't know that I would say one over the other. So I I would be okay with whatever you said. Yeah. So you the ones you drafted. Okay, yeah. then I guess put whiskey lullaby just because I drafted it third. Okay. I mean that's really the only I got my top three and they were all one A, one B, one C. Yeah. Okay. You know? yeah. So now we have to cut one. Whiskey lullaby, boy named Sue or Fancy. Good Lord. Dead air's not good. No. That's not <laughs> I don't know. So back to the question. Here's the problem. Here's the. I feel like the best two stories, or the best. You know, I feel like I feel like the best story is the worst song. <laughs> I feel like a boy named yeah. Sue is the best story, but it doesn't yeah. match up musically well, with the other two. I think that of those three, we. Two of them are going over, right? Yep. Right. I think whiskey. We. I think we agree that whiskey lullaby should go. Yeah, I don't, over. Yeah. I don't have a problem with. I mean, that. it's a great song. It's too pretty to leave off. I mean, yeah. it's too good a song to leave off. I think. All right. So we got a boy named Sue or Fancy. So that means being near the swing vote. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. Wow. 
I know they're very different. They they are very different, and and and, and like I said, and this is the this is the dichotomy that I think has caused a lot of hiccups with us mm-hmm. in in past episodes. Also, are we doing it? Are we tailoring it to the standard, or when we say best song, once we put a song into that group, are we saying? That we need, to, especially inside that top five. If we put it in the top five, then we've determined that it's yeah. suitable yeah. for the classification. So, well, <laughs> you know, do we just want to make cases and? Go yeah, let's it? do that. So uh. let's. Who? Who? Which one got drafted first? Uh, boy named, boy Sue. named Sue. All right, Heather. Boy named Sue. What's your case? Well, I think it is a it is a fleshed out story of of an event that happened. It's not like you say just about somebody's whole arc of their life. It is a story of an event that happened and you have the background, you have the climax of the action and then you have a resolution. Um and I don't and that would be two Reba songs. On the list. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Fancy does have all of those things. It has a beginning. It has a climax. It has a resolution. It just spans a longer period of time. She's looking back, and she says, okay, when I was 18, my mom said, good luck. Here's how I'm going to help you take care of yourself. And then she goes through where she's like, okay, I'm pretty good at my job. And then she says, I'm not going <laughs> to let people, you know, you know, determine how I see myself in this world. And she takes herself and she does really well for herself. There's a climax, a resolution. She's, she's faced with a moment of, you know, what am I going to do and how am I going to operate in this world? Um, and how she deals with that. Um, you said yourself, a boy named Sue is mostly spoken word. So it's basically slam poetry. (laughs) Really a song. (laughs) But it does sing. Um, but also, I don't think that being as you deciding this, I don't think it's fair to knock it for saying we'd have two Reba songs when if you'd had your list, we would have had two Willie songs and you would have expected us to be okay with that. So I would expect two Reba songs to not be a factor um, in that. And I, you know, one's a by golly song <laughs> where somebody's singing. Are you saying that rap? Not. Are you saying rap songs aren't songs? No, I'm saying they're songs. But you're saying you yourself are like it's mostly spoken word anyway, and that was your reason to put it over under Devil Went Down to Georgia. But now that it's up against one of mine, no, 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 no. Let's not Devil, consider that. Devil Went Down to Georgia is actually it's mostly spoken, spoken word, word as well. So, but I'm I'm saying that was your reasoning then. It can't be your reasoning now. That's unfair for you to go back on it and change your reasoning. The the biggest problem here is that the story ballads, there's so many different ways to go. And so we've got one that's a very serious content, right? It's and really not that serious. Fancy? I don't think it's that serious. I mean, selling your kid into prostitution. Yeah, but it's, that's pretty serious. It sounds pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about the consequences not, of generational poverty. I mean, okay, but we're not talking a, about the most morally upright country story songs. What? I mean, come on. No, 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 no. This is ridiculous. Not, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm saying we've got some. We've got a very serious. We've got a generational poverty social commentary. Yeah. 
versus a comedy song. It's really hard to compare those two things. It is, but so at that point, here's what here's what I want to do. I'm going to compare because because I think putting them up to the same, you know, like musical standard is not necessarily fair. So, like when I look at it, like as a comedy song, where does it rank? Or like a social commentary song, where does it rank? And I would give a boy named Sue the nod. That's stupid. All right. (laughs) I'm totally okay with whatever we decide. No, I didn't say I was totally okay with whatever we decide. I said I was okay in that moment with whatever we were deciding then. This decision was stupid. (laughs) But but we have our top five. (laughs) All right. Hold on. Let me move them over. Uh, Somebody talk while I'm doing this. So now we have to rank them. Oh, no, we haven't even done that yet. Mm-mm. So, suffice to say, a boy named Sue's probably going to be five. I would say yeah, five. I would say probably. So, all right, so boy named Sue is five. All right. So, we've got Devil Went Down to Georgia. We have Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia. We've got... Poncho and Lefty, and Whiskey Lullaby left. Yes. So is there anything that we think is not... I'm going to tell you, the battle for number one could be tough Mm -hmm. because they're very different. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like like how do you compare Boy Named Sue and Fancy? I mean, they're... It, it's almost two totally different genres Mm -hmm. because the the purpose for each song was totally different. Right. You know, and, and not to mention one of them was live in a prison. Right. You know, so, you know, that that added a little layer of difficulty to the whole situation. So I don't know if there's if there's another one that we think would like float closer to the back or is there, you know, two or three that we think are contenders for number one. Mm. So what what is it? It's Poncho and Lefty, Whiskey Lullaby, Devil Went Down to Georgia and not the last one out in Georgia. This is this is pretty brutal here. Um, and it, and it kind of goes to like I, what, I, and I I know I'm harping on this, but are we doing best story or are we doing best song? Or is it some weird? I think you just have combination to, I think you of have the to two. Take it as a whole. I think you have to. Because I think the best song is Whiskey Lullaby, but I think the best story is probably Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia or Poncho and Lefty. I think those are the best two stories, mm-hmm. but I think the best song is Whiskey Lullaby. And then Devil Went Down to Georgia is kind of, if you take both things together, it's a contender because the musicianship is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good story. It may not be as great and fleshed out as some of these others, but it's a good story. Yeah, It's neat. It's got that neat twist at the end. So, you know, it's <laughs> they're, they all have such great, Great Jeez. qualities to them. Um, I mean, I'm kind of like we were last week when when we were talking, not last week, two weeks ago. We're talking about bubblegum, and we're like, okay, and we ranked Rock and Robin low because we didn't feel like it was exemplifying the bubblegum topic 
or that we had set forth. Yeah. I feel like we should go with the best stories. If I feel like we should be consistent. I don't care anything about being consistent. <laughs> <laughs> that's so ridiculous. I mean, like, like uh, that's that's that. Here's okay. That frustrates the heck out of me because you have one opinion. Oh, well, I have one opinion really strong when it benefits me, but then I'm just gonna switch it when it benefits me. That's crazy talk. That is crazy. It's not. It's not crazy talk. It's competitive. Talk. It's not. But it shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be about there that. It, it should be about right. making the I best agree. list for the topic that we set forth. And the topic we set forth was not the best country song. It was the best country story song, like last week or two weeks ago. But, and, it was the best bubblegum song. And see, so and this is what ha- and and whenever I have tried to play, I get accused of being playing of playing semantics. But really what I'm trying to do is clarify what the criteria is. And I get hammered every time I try to do it. No, because you t- you change. You change it. You you change what you say a little bit. <laughs> you act like we don't notice, but we do. But anyway, so, that's, here, that's here not has the point. Been, here has been what, what I have lobbied for. Or, or this has been my thought process, and I like to think that I have been consistent in doing this. Maybe I'm not. I may have blinders on because I want to get my picks in. <laughs> but I have always tried to say, we're, I mean, I'll argue for my picks to get in the top five, but I feel like if you put a song in the top five, we have determined that that song has met the requirements for the topic. And so then at that point, from those top five, if the topic is best blah, blah, blah song, then I try to pick the best blah, blah, blah song. And we've already determined that the five songs in the top five meet the qualifications for that song. But then at that point, what's the point in ranking them? If, you're, if, if that's the view on it, we've determined that the top five. Right. And then, but then what's the point in ranking them? Because we those? eliminate. You have to rank them ba- based on a criteria. Right, and that, I think that, that I is think, the topic of the episode. Right, right, but but I think that the criteria to get into the top five are yes. What, what does it does it? Because we do eliminate songs and people. All y'all, we eliminated Prince because he wasn't R and B enough. Right, you remember that that conversation? <laughs> never mind the fact that How we, can we we forget. Never mind the fact <laughs> oh that we never don't give me the hypocritical non. Yes, it was so brutal, in fact, that uh, we had to take a small time out. <laughs> Short time. We had, we had some <laughs> tempers flared. Tea went flying. On a, my carpet. It was a... It was a the studio a, carpet. It was, a, it was a legitimate argument, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, that wasn't the shtick. It almost turns into like sticks, you know. Uh, <laughs> but we're all smiling again, so we've, we've, <laughs> we've at least, uh, I don't know if we've agreed, but we've agreed to disagree, I guess, would be the best thing. So <laughs> I know the hard work is still in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have agreed 
on the worst of the five songs. <laughs> that's, that's what we've agreed on, I guess. Or we, or, or what's number five? Yes? Yes. Boy yes. Named Sue. I believe so. <clears throat> okay. And so um, the four remaining songs, we've got Seven Spanish Angels. No. Nope. Sorry. I'm reading my list again. Oh, we've dear got, God. We've got Poncho and Lefty. Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, the first one that got picked that we still have is Devil Went Down to Georgia. We still have Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia. We have Poncho and Lefty, and we've got Whiskey Lullaby. Those are the four that we that we have to plug in somewhere. Yes. Um, and so, you know, we, we just had this conversation about how this is going to go down. And we, what, we, what, we, what we basically agreed on is that none of us like the way that each other <laughs> plucks their songs into the top five. Oh, and we gosh. did so colorfully. <laughs> it wasn't as colorful as it could have been. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I will say that... If if we're looking at based on my criteria, my personal criteria of the four songs, um, even though I drafted it, I think as a song and delivery, I think Poncho and Lefty is probably the one wanting out of the four. Just musically speaking, I mean, it's not super complex. It's a great story. It may be the best story of the bunch, but you know, now that we get into the best songs, um, <clears throat> you've got most of it is sung by Willie Nelson, who's not a great vocalist. He's a unique vocalist. Mm-hmm. It would have been <clears throat> now Merle Haggard is legitimately good, but he only has one verse. Um, the trade-off that I would say is that I think Whiskey Lullaby may be the best song on the list, so I would want to get it <laughs> bumped up a little bit. Um, but again, everybody's got their own kind of way of going about doing this thing. Um, boy, there's an old joke at church doing that thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was doing that stuff. Doing that stuff, yeah. Doing that stuff. Um, so here's, here's, here's the... How about this? How about we each make our top four? How would we rank our top four? We can kind of see where we are as a group, and maybe there are some commonalities between them. How about that? Because this is, this, is, this is really kind of going to be very difficult if we don't come up with some sort of way to move forward here. What is it? Poncho and Lefty. Poncho and Lefty, Whiskey Lullaby, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Not the last one out in Georgia. Oh, sorry. I knocked out the microphone. Okay. So I'll put mine on. on, I put, I moved Whiskey Lullaby to number one. I think it's the best song. I think Devil Went Down to Georgia is the second. I think Not That the Lights Went Out in Georgia is the third, and Poncho and Lefty is the fourth. As, you know, just really good songs. Like Now, I enjoy Poncho and Lefty 
more than any of them. It's the song I enjoy the most. But as a song, I think it's not as strong as the other three, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I came at it obviously very differently. <laughs> so based on <laughs> my criteria, I had one and two, Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia, and Poncho and Lefty could go interchangeable on those. I don't really care. Third, Devil Went Down to Georgia for Whiskey Lullaby because I weigh heavily on the criteria. So of you the flipped episode. one and four. My 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 one is your four and my four is your one. Or two. Two I think You had Poncho and Lefty as one B. No. Yeah. Okay. So what about you, Heather? Okay, I had, mine is very similar to yours, except mine one and two were flipped. I think Devil went down to Georgia. I mean, it was my first pick. I think it's, I think it's a better, I think the story part edges it over, God, and the musicianship, the difficulty of the instrumental parts. And then I think Whiskey Lullaby is a great song. Then Night the Lights went out in Georgia, then Poncho and Lefty. Where did you have Devil Went Down to Georgia on your list, Beth? Three. So it had a one, a two, and a three. Oh, good Lord. So it's definitely in the top three. <laughs> Podcast math. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then, um, now Whiskey Lullaby was all over the place. You had it number mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. I had it, and then you had it number four. Yeah. Um, I had, you had not, The Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia, number one. I had it three. You had it. Three. Three. So it should be in the top three, right? If we all had it in the top three. Yeah, yeah. It's looking more and more like Whiskey Lullaby may not make the cut for top three. It may be four. Well, I don't know. You had it one and I had it two. Yeah. yeah. So based on averages. Because um, y'all both had Poncho see, and, and Lefty and at you, four? And you throw, you throw a wrinkle in with putting Poncho and Lefty at uh, real high. Well, yeah. But, I mean... So, um, I mean, I'm not going to complain, the obviously, Poncho. <laughs> um, the problem, <clears throat> I say the problem, it's not a problem because they're all good songs. We've got four great songs that are different. Poncho oh, and yeah. Lefty is a Western <clears throat> ballad. Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia is like a In the Heat of the Night <laughs> episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Devil Went Down to Georgia is a... Barn burner. Is a, I mean, it's it's a age-old, you know, trope with a, with a twist at the end. And you've got Whiskey Lullaby, which is kind of like a still Magnolia story. So they're all very different. Um, I really don't know what to do. <laughs> because we all had a different number one. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I mean... What was your, your your number one was night that the lights went out in Georgia. Your number two was. I mean, if I were to put them that way, but yeah, but I didn't care if they were flip flop. But y'all didn't put that one that high. And so you, if you both agree, it should go low. Then it should go low. 
Okay, and you put poncho and lefty at four. Four. So, okay. Let's, since two of us had it at four, yeah. let's put it at four. All right. So now the three that we have left are whiskey lullaby. Devil went down to Georgia in the night that the lights went out in Georgia. <clears throat> um. Boy, De- Devil went down to Georgia just so different than the other two. You know, I mean, it it relies so heavily on how good those fiddle players are. Um, so ranking these, now with Poncho and Lefty out, you've got not that the lights went out in Georgia, Devil went down to Georgia, Whiskey Lullaby. Yeah. You've got Devil Went Down to Georgia 1, mm-hmm. Whiskey Lullaby 2, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia 3rd. So that's two of us. I don't know if that's enough to put it third on the list. But then, you know, like you had Whiskey Lullaby 4th for that matter. So, mm-hmm. um. And now you've got it third, right? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, of the three, three that yeah. are remaining. Yeah. I've got, you had, and you've got Devil Went Down to Georgia at two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I honestly, I think that the weight of the Devil Went Down to Georgia, it's got two twos and a one, and we've got Whiskey Lullaby with a one, a two, and a three. I mean, I feel like two twos is probably going to be enough to push Devil Went Down to Georgia to number one. Yeah. It's like the choir ranking. But it is like, I mean, so like you say, it depends so heavily on the the fiddle players and those fiddle solos. And again, this is where I'm coming from it like yeah, you if you have those like the what makes it unique, what makes it stand out is the music more than the story. And so that's kind of where I'm at. That's why I put it lower out of um, – that's why I put it third or in our ranking of four because I rate on the topic, and I am sticking with that throughout. So that's where I'm coming from. Well, but, I mean, the math, the math is the math, I guess. L- let me also – maybe this will change your mind <laughs> because – the solo, it's not like a, like a guitar solo in a rock and roll song. The fiddle solos are actually the story. When you think of it, it is yeah. the storytelling, right? Because yeah. it's the competition between this fiddle solo and that fiddle solo. So yeah. in a way, yes, it is, it's kind of a, a duality at the same time. Yes, it's showing off how good Charlie Daniels is with a fiddle. Mm-hmm. But it's also part one of the competition and part two of the competition. Yeah, I can see that. So I mean, it's 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 not technically the lyrics, but it's it pushes the story for, uh, along yeah. like the lyrics do. Yeah, I get that. So you want that number one? Because yeah, I mean, you couldn't say. And then the devil played his. I don't want it number one because I didn't draft his. it. But well, I is mean, that is it number one? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would have given I'm you okay. Poncho and Lefty, but you didn't take it. I know, but uh, you know the integrity of mm-hmm. the list is. <laughs> okay, so we've got. Now we got to pick two and three. I see the writing on the wall. Do you just want, do you just want me to put Whiskey Lullaby too? I would pick Whiskey Lullaby above it. You would pick. So this in I this case, pick, Heather's the swing vote. Yeah, well, and oh she picked it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you already did. Oh. I mean, you already made oh. your list. Okay. Unless you want to change it, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you already made a decision. No, we're good. Okay. We got a list. <laughs> it's a list. <laughs> And this one was hard freaking fought, I want to tell you. Some blood on the table. <laughs> this is tea. And t- no, the tea's on we, my... We literally spilt the tea. The t- who is we? Who is we? Hold okay. up. I the tea is on my rug is where the tea, the tea is. <laughs> okay. So our final ranking, the best country story songs. Oh, Kermit. We finally got here. Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. Number two, Whiskey Lullaby by Brad Paisley and Allison Krauss. Number three, Not the Lots Went Out in Georgia by Reba McIntyre. Number four, Poncho and Lefty by Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. And number five, Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. Okay. Remember that if you are on social media, you can catch us on Facebook. Search for The Music List Podcast. Uh, Twitter, we are at The Music List PC. And Instagram, The Real Music List Podcast. Again, if you like our content, please like, subscribe, share. And we will see you in two weeks with a different kind of ballad, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think in two weeks. So we'll see you, or we won't, we won't actually see you. And you won't, we won't hear you either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you'll hear us in two weeks <laughs> next time. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. (laughs)